Hey, this is Miyazaki Robots. We're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. This time around, we're going to open up some cards about cars. We're going to try to get on the air at TV 50. We're going to, like, open up another G.I. Joe. It's going to be great, but until we get to the great parts, Grandmaster Grandpa. OKIC Robot, I am on the Tech 12. This is one time for your mind. The world's famous IC Robots show. When last we saw him, IC Robots had just been let into the TV 50 studios where he intends to get on the air and wing it. Hey man, get in here like pronto. Those zombies are everywhere, man. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. This, oh, I, I fell off my dirt bike on the way here. I hurt my ribs, but th th thanks for letting me in, man. So you were saying, you know the cure? What is it, man? Are you some sort of scientist or something? No, I'm not. I'm not like a scientist or anything like that. I just I I, I was doing some some stuff at my house and I I figured it out. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's Tab Cola, the 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 drink from the the 70s, man. It's Tab. Tab kills the food cubes, which makes the zombies. Dude, I don't know about that. That does not sound reasonable at all. I thought you were serious, man. I am serious. Tab Cola is the cure. I did some studies back at my lab. It it definitely works. Your lab? I thought you weren't a scientist. No, I'm not a scientist. I just, I did it on my own. I figured it out. Put me on the air. Let me talk to Ed Bebout. No, I don't think you can talk to Ed. He's on the air right now trying to let people know about the shelters and what they should be doing. Yeah, well, what should we be doing? I don't know, dude. I thought you knew, but you are just a crackpot. You should probably go. Let yourself out, okay? I have to go back in the newsroom and give Mr. Bebout his diet cola. He gets thirsty. No way, man. I'm not going to let myself out. I gotta spread the word. I know that this works. Just let me get on the air. Let me talk to Ed. Never. And that is Mr. Bebout to you. He is very busy. This is an emergency. You need to leave. You shouldn't be in the newsroom. No way, dude. I'm not gonna leave. Let me talk to Ed Bebout now. I said no. Now leave. Mr. Bebout needs his diet Shasta. Shasta? Nobody likes Shasta, dude. Let me let me give him this tab, dude. Let me let me at least do that. Did you say tab? That's my favorite soda. I haven't seen one in years. Let me get a sip of that. Ed Bebout, I would be honored if you would take a sip of this tab. I need to talk to you about something. Sure, let's wrap. Anyone who likes Tab Cola is cool with me. What do you want to talk about? Return to Earth. Let's open a pack of weird trading cards. Suddenly, there's the 200SX. 
kind of Datsun with a new sportier look. AMFM Stereo. AMFM Stereo. Hey, this is me, and we are back. I am not a big car guy. Like I, I just I look for like reliability when I when I get into a car and stuff. It's just like I don't know, man. They're cool. I dig them. I do like, I do like have like a small collection of like Hot Wheels and Matchboxes and stuff. But like overall, you know, I'm not like a big, a big car aficionado. But I, I bought a big lot of cards a while back of like 1970s cards. This is where I was trying to get something. I think it was the Alien cards at a good price. But in doing so, I had to buy like, I had to buy like 15 packs in total. And one of the one of the packs was the Autos of 1977 by Tops, and I was looking at these, and I said, you know, these are these are kind of fun, to be honest. I bet there's like some cool stuff in here. It has a picture of like the um, what is it, like the Starsky and Hutch car? It looks like is the example car on the front. It even has like the red and white uh, like paint job, and it says Autos of 1977 has a top logo, and then in a a small gold circle, it says Extra foil sticker in each pack and it also has one stick of bubble gum on the back is an ad for magic zodiac key rings which are which are cool it says that they're 14 carat i did i did like a very small search on the online to see what like the uh the best cars of 1977 were and i decided to look them up by by reliability so the number one of that category was the uh, toyota corolla then the uh, Toyota Celica, the Mercedes-Benz 240D, the Toyota Corona, the Dodge Colt something-something, uh, Mercedes-Benz something, then anything in the Toyota pickup series. But I I would imagine that, like, these aren't going to be in here, even though I wouldn't mind having a, a little trading card with the uh, with the rookie of the Toyota Corolla. You know, nice, nice car on the online still, so I'm taking a look at a 1977 Toyota Corolla. This is actually like a cute little car. I don't know if I had one right now. I would think it was, I would think it was kind of cool, kind of sporty. They have it in a hatchback as well as a, as well as like a trunk. Cool car, but uh, anywho, let's, um, let's dig into these. It has a, has a sticker on it that says $3.99. So at one point somebody's trying to get $3.99 a pack for these, but I don't think it came out to be that much. Uh, let's, Let's sit those aside. We got to get the gum off successfully. The gum is actually like oddly soft. Do you hear it there a little bit? I wouldn't, I wouldn't chew it by any stretch, but because it's, it's going to turn to dust, it's actually getting on the uh, on the desk. Let me gather that up. I don't want to get ants. Ants are ants are cool, but you don't want them on your desk. But uh, let's let's see. The first one here in the pack is the sticker. It's a jaguar, like the logo for Jaguar Coventry. It's actually like. It's pretty cool. It has a like a circular motif with like a, a jaguar in the middle. But let's flip it over and see what kind of cars we got in here. The first one is the Oldsmobile Omega. This one is pretty cool. It's a sedan. This is card number 52. Luxury in a compact with full foam seats and rich brushed knit fabric. Acoustical sound absorbing ceiling. Thick plush carpeting. This is a, like a fancy car for like fancy boys. And then we have the... Uh, Oh, this is actually a pretty cool one. The Cadillac Broham. That was, um, back in the hip-hop game. Dudes wanted, like, a Cadillac Broham as, like, a, uh, like a sign of, uh, prestige. You know, you got this, this low-riding, uh, Broham. Oh, bro, a Broham. He, he, he drives a Broham. What's Broham? It's Maroon. It, it's Merlot. It, it's a Broham. Cut. What's a Merlot Broham? You guys, 
don't know what a Merlot Broham is. I thought it was it's a regular It's a Cadillac. Cadillac. A Brahm. Broham. A Broham. 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 Executive size luxury with a stately beauty, roominess, and refinements that make it one of the world's greatest sedans. Automatic climate control, high engine ignition, power door locks. These are uh, interesting how they they kind of just have like the stats of the car, like the like this is something like a dealer could give to you. Like oh you want you're interested in looking at a at a, at a Broham here. Take take a look at this card. Everything you know will be on the back. This is the Broham rookie card. They can read how it has 121.5 inch wheelbase. It's 56.7 inches off the ground. Eight cylinder engine. Let's see the uh, the next one. I actually like these more than I thought it would. Oh, the next one's the checklist. Let's move that over there. Let's see. Oh, this is a cool one too. The uh, Gremlin. I got the Gremlin. What a nice uh, what a nice treat. I'm actually digging these cards way more than I thought because in my mind. They were all going to be, like, fancy, like, uh, Fast and Furious, like, modded out, like, race cars or whatever. But they are, in fact, like, run-of-the-mill normal cars. That's that's a hoot. Let's see. The Gremlin X. It's a nice, nice orange and white Gremlin. This is by American Motors. Economy. Low, Low price. price. Sensible, Sensible styling. Built-in versatility with more carrying capacity. A wide road-hugging stance. It's quite a car. Synchro mesh shifting. Electronic ignition. Front bucket seats. Folding second seat, also air conditioning, three-speed manual, has a wheelbase of 96 inches, 51.6 inches, it's 168 inches long, 70 inches wide. I'm going to put this one over here with the cards I like. Let's see, I got the sticker, then I got that one, and then I do like the, uh, where did I put the Broham? Let's put the Broham over here with them. Very, very cool. Got two neat ones, and then the next one is the, uh, we already looked at that one, the Omega by Oldsmobile. Oh, we got a Pinto. The Pinto Runabout by Ford. Another cool one. These are these are pretty fun. I got to admit, like, going in, I was uh, I was a little like, I don't really know. But now I do know. These are fun. If I got a chance to get another pack of these, I would. I wish there were more cards. I wish we didn't get the checklist. Pinto, three-door runabout. A runabout with room for four in comfort. That's long on looks with low-cost low ownership. Raise the rear lift gate and fold the rear seat down and you have 29 cubic feet to carry cargo on the floor by five-foot long. Low center of gravity, provides excellent balance on turns, rack and painting steering, heavy duty bearings, starter. Transmission, four speed manual, wheelbase 94.6. I, I think the Pinto is a cute little car. If I had a chance to get up on one, I definitely would do so. I also like the Gremlin. I think it's a cute little car. If I had a chance to get up on one and uh, use it as like a Sunday car, I would definitely do so. These get a... Uh, these get higher marks than I would ever have thought. Let's fold up the wrapper right now. Let's fold that up. I wish there were more cards. We could have spent more time talking about the cars of 1977. Let's uh, let's actually take a look at the checklist. Let's see if there's anything else that might be like super dope that we can see. Pacer X, Gremlin X, Buick Skylark, Cadillac El Dorado, Cadillac Seville, Coupe de Ville, the Brom. The Nova Coupe, Classic Landau, the Camaro, Chevy Hatchback, anything that's like really fun. Ford Maverick, Pinto three-door runabout, Ford Mustang, Mercury Marquis, Dodge Royal Monaco. These are fun, dude. If you see, uh, oh, the Capri Classic Wagon. That's the wagon with the, uh, the wood grain. That's a great car. If I would have got that, I would have been, I would have been very pleased with this overall. To me, that's like the card to get in the set. If you get a chance to see some of these on the online, you got a minute. It's Autos of 1977 by Tops. The design of the card is pretty fun. The details on the back are fun. Overall, 
way cooler than one would ever have thought. Hi, look at my car now. This is my new Chevy wagon with flip down seats. The divided second seat folds right down. The third, third seat, seat back, back flops, flops over. Ta-da! It opens. Caprice Estate Wagon. Caprice Estate Wagon from Chevrolet. This week in Japanese League Baseball. We have new champions, ladies and gentlemen. For the first time in two decades, the Tokyo Yukon Sparrows have won the Japanese series. It was an extremely exciting series to watch, to say the least. Let's get to the recap. In Game 3, the Buffaloes got to play with a lead for the first time in the series when Tajimi escaped a bases loaded jam in the bottom of the second and then Yimamuni knocked in a run at the top of the third. Their lead lasted just two innings though. In the bottom of the fifth, aided by a couple of walks and an error, they scored three runs on Yuhai Nakamura single to center. Buffalo slugger Yuturo Sugimoto tied the game in the third with a three-run home run. For the second straight game, Domingo Santana hit a home run to the opposite field. This time it was in the bottom of the second, and it gave the Swallows a 1-0 win. Then in game five at the Tokyo Dome, the Swallows again drew first blood in the bottom of the second. Santana and Nakamura had back-to-back hits, and then an Asuna dump play played it in the first run. In the top of the fourth, Yoshida's double was followed by a Sukamoto RBI single, and the game was tied up. However... In the bottom of the inning, Murakami had a solo home run to give the Swallows the lead once again. The Buffaloes tied it in the top of the sixth on a rally that started with an Osuna error and ended with a T. Okada RBI single to right. The Buffaloes took the lead an inning later with a pair of runs on a Ray Oto triple and a Steven Moya RBI single. The next inning, though, they extended the lead on a Fushimi RBI double. All of that hard work went for naught when the Swallows tied the game with one swing of the bat. Two walks and the hitters count to Yamada Kablamo. Tie game. That's when things got interesting. Murakami nearly went yard on the very next pitch, but instead the team went to the ninth inning tied. Pitch hitter Adam Jones, who had been quiet all night, hit a juicy pitch out of the park to keep the Buffalo's hopes alive for at least one more game. Your conclusion next week. That was this week in Japanese League Baseball. Our next bit of information is on IC Robot's recent purchase of a G.I. Joe figure of some sort. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Hey, this is me, IC Robots, and we're back for, uh, we're gonna talk some G.I. Joes, dude. I got myself a, um, a G.I. Joe right here. This is from the Retro line, and the one that I have in my possession as we speak right now at this moment is... The Cobra Trooper, your standard blue-geared Cobra soldier. When I was, when I was coming up, I don't, I've been trying to think about this, and I've been trying to, like, really, like, focus my thoughts and, and, and dig deep and see if I can get to the bottom of this. I don't know if I ever actually had, like, a Cobra Trooper. I, I can see myself at, like, Ben Franklin's, and I can see myself at Toys R Us and stuff, and I would always go for, like, I would go for characters that had defined identities and personalities. For example, your Crystal Balls. For example, your Big Boas. For example, your uh, stalkers, rather than like your nameless, faceless grunts. Same with um, same with Star Wars guys. I know that I had a stormtrooper, but I don't know that I had like multiple stormtroopers. And like looking back, I just like I don't think that I had the resources for like army building that I that I might have now. So I, I tended to just like stick with the main guys. You know, I might get like a Cobra soldier or whatever that came with a vehicle, like a hiss driver or whatever. But like 
I didn't have the I didn't have the standard Cobra Trooper, the standard Cobra Officer, and at the time they didn't even make like a standard Joe Trooper. In my mind, a lot of the times I think like I think Grunt. Grunt is one of my favorite characters, the OG uh, G.I. Joe Infantry Trooper. I would kind of imagine him as like your standard G.I. Joe soldier. But recently, uh, Super 7 came out with some reaction-style Joe Troopers, and I, I'm definitely into those. I think they're cool. I don't I don't have any as of yet. I didn't pre-order them. I'm hoping that I'll see them at uh, Target, and, and I'll grab a few. But they, they're definitely cool. But uh, this one's neat. We're going to open them in a sec. But until we get there, let's... Uh, what, what do we know about Cobra Soldiers? Before Cobra started to have more specialized personnel, there were the Cobra Troopers. These men served as the basic infantrymen of Cobra. They are also cross-trained to be proficient in at least two other support skills. Cobra Troopers are mercenaries, criminals and people who are angry at the world who have taken up Cobra's offer of wealth and power. That's, uh, you know, that's pretty much what I thought of a Cobra Trooper, an angry guy, a terrorist, somebody who's had enough with the way the world is, somebody who feels like they're not getting... They're not getting all they deserve. Let's see what it says in the back of the pack. Primary specialty, infantry. Secondary specialty, sabotage. He messes things up. Birthplace, various places. One of the nameless, faceless legions of Cobra soldiers. Let's, uh, let's just rip into this guy and have some fun. Let's see what we got inside here. Very, very easy to open packaging. He's on a little tray on the inside. Let's put this into the, uh, into the recycling bin by my desk move my keyboard let's see we're gonna need the switch let's get the arthur fonzarelli brand switch i'm gonna cut into here i'm gonna pull out his rifle it's all bent up not not anyone's fault it's just uh, it's a little warped let's bend that back here and then we're gonna pull him out so he comes with a rifle a standard cobra rifle also a bazooka he has a helmet which is pretty cool and um he has a pistol as well as a knife let's pull both of those out of here we're gonna get everything right here on the desk and we're gonna take a look at all of it there's also a stand we're gonna pull the stand out the stand can come out the back apologize for the cranks we're gonna pull them out put the blade away so we don't kill ourselves by mistake let's try to put his helmet on gi joe helmets infantry trooper helmets are really Really like an interesting design, the way they kind of dip forward in the front. Like a, I remember like coming up and I always wanted to have like a hat, like a baseball hat or a helmet for the soldiers. And a lot of times it just did not fit very well, but they're making them out of like a lighter, more flexible material. And they do, they do uh, fit pretty nicely. He's a nice looking dude, very nice figure. Let's see, his knife goes right here on his bandolier on his chest. He has another, another pistol molded into the, uh, into the chest piece. He has like harnesses fit in here that well and I don't I don't want to force it let's put his pistol where's his holster right here on his uh on his leg the one downside I do have with these guys is they don't hold their weapons as well as I would like but like the other hand can't bend far enough to grab the uh any portion of the rifle they all do sort of like they look like they could be potentially used for like a two-hand grip but they just uh they just don't have it and actually now that i'm looking at it it's like the rifle doesn't really fit that well in his hands i'm gonna say normally i don't really have an issue with this but uh he can't really hold it that well to be honest it does i gotta you kind of gotta work it through his fingers to get a nice um 
nice tight fit. But he can, due to the length of the rifle, he can double hand it when it's true. A little more realistic. I think I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to really have to struggle to get this knife in here. It does not go very well at all. And I don't want to risk ripping the knife. But nah, not that great. Um, hmm. The bazooka's cool, though. I do like the bazooka. Very, very nice design. It has a little scope. And it's a nice, uh... It's a nice addition. I, I would definitely buy another one if I saw one at a at a cheap enough price. If I saw one like an eBay auction for a couple dollars, I could I could see troop building these. The thing is, like, they're a little taller, like a smudge taller than your three and three quarter inch GI Joes. But due to the fact that he's like a faceless grunt, I could use him with those guys because hey, maybe he's just a little taller. Maybe he's like six foot two. Maybe he's like six foot three. He's just a little bit taller than the other guys. Totally uh totally plausible. Let's put him on his stand. We'll see how that works. The stands are cool, and I appreciate it anytime a figure comes with a stand, but I have been having a little bit of difficulties getting the figures into the stands. The footholds are a little soft, and they don't hold as tightly as I would like, but I, it's not a major complaint. I just I like to get both feet into there. I don't see it fitting well in there. I might have to use like a needle to kind of open it up a little bit to get it in there, and once it goes in, I kind of think it's not going to come out very easily. But, you know, Cobras don't use a lot of knives in combat. Especially, you got a bazooka. Hopefully, you don't have to get close enough to the G.I. Joe guys to where you got you to gotta stab some necks. But, nah, I was at Walmart the other day. And I actually saw some of these retros on the, uh, on the shelf. And I haven't seen these in a long time. They had Stalker. They had, like, three Stalkers. Which is, which is a bit of a bummer because I bought Stalker on the online while ago. And I would have been happy to buy him at the Walmart if I saw him. Oh, the knife is going a little bit. I'm pushing, I'm pushing it hard into here. Just doesn't go very well, honestly. And that's, um, you know, I don't know. If it was a little more rigid, I think it would go through smoother, but it's um a very soft plastic. It's in there a little bit. Not as much as I would like, but it is in there to where I won't, uh, I won't lose it. Overall, you know, the figure's fine. I like it. I don't love it. I think it's okay. If the knife went in there better, it'd be better. If the the plastic is very soft on the hands, and it doesn't, um, I can see how it's cool because they won't break. But I do have a problem with the double-handed grip on the weapons. Let's uh, let's move forward. We're gonna find out what I got at the flea market. Probably probably something fun. Hopefully something fun. <laughs> A look at this week's flea market acquisitions. Dun, 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 dun. I went to the flea market. It was a, uh, it was slow, honestly. A little, little small. It was a, uh, a cold kind of morning. It was um, a little moist in the air with like fog and stuff. So there weren't like, there weren't like a million people. They were just like the regulars, like the people who, um, the folks who order tables ahead of time. We're all there. I don't think they had a lot of like drop-in people. It was just too cold, man. Too nice of a day. You want to stay in your bed and all that stuff. But um, there were, you know, there were people out there. So it was still, it was still fun. And I, I like being out in the, uh, in the fog. I think it's a lot of fun to, I don't know, man, just like feel it like all around your body and stuff. But uh, as I was walking into the, uh, to the flea that day, I found some money on the ground. I found 15 bucks, a 10 and a five laying there. So this is what I do. This is like my procedure when I find money. I, um, the first thing I do is, you know, I pick it up. So I can secure the money and then I hold it. Like I hold it between my fingers kind of like up a little bit. Like up around like, I don't know, like neck level. Just like out like, 
looking around like does anybody uh does anyone look like they're looking for money or does anyone have like money hanging out of their pocket or whatever i hold it out because i don't want people to think that like i'm being sneaky or whatever because i'm not being sneaky i want the person to get the money back so i look around and i see if anyone looks like they're looking for money and then i kind of stand there and, and wait to see if if anyone looks like i don't know looks like they just might have, be looking around for something or whatever and if if i don't find anyone then i then i keep it because you know the law of the jungle is finders keepers losers weepers but i do i do make an effort to uh to find the person so right off the bat i'm like 15 dollars up and that's that's a big win right there and i'm going yeah i'm going through the tables and i'm looking at stuff and this guy has like he has like a big box of uh vhs tapes a lot of them are like unlabeled a lot of them are labeled as movies and stuff and i honestly don't think there's anything that's like any good inside the box but he looks at me and he goes 10 bucks for the whole box and then i'm thinking i just found 10 bucks so i said i'll take it so i bought i bought that with the um with the found money there wasn't anything good in it there was like movies i i saw like spy kids and stuff like these are like recorded off cable these are all like tapes that have like two or three movies recorded off hbo on them which is you know which is fine. I can always use them as blanks or, or whatever in the future. But um, what was interesting inside the inside the the box was some of the cases were homemade by whoever owned these tapes. Like there was one case, like the sleeve, you know, the cardboard sleeve you put the tape in that was made out of a, it was made out of like a pizza box, like a DiGiorno box. You can see like the pepperoni and stuff all over it. Then there was another one made out of like a, like a, a PBR case, you know, like a the, the cardboard case for like a Pabst Blue Ribbon um. 12 pack he made a he made a case out of those and they're actually like they're actually pretty cool and it got me thinking that like i might i might start doing this for some of my more valuable tapes because they do have some tapes that i, I really do appreciate and i want to keep and I, I might make them like their own little cases out of uh i don't know old uh, he-man packaging or whatever you know who used to do this was the uh the sausage terrian back in the day my gal used to uh used to do this we would trade like we would trade mixed CDs and mixed tapes and um, mix, uh, you know, DVDs and stuff or whatever back and forth. And uh, she would make the cases out of like pieces of paper. I, I have all these CDs that I got from her, like right over here inside of a bin. They're all, uh, you know, for safekeeping. And they're all um, made with little pieces of cardboard, little pieces of wrapping paper. A lot of them are like uh, paper bags, like shopping bags. And she would like glue a piece of a magazine picture or something. They're all very cool and they're all very neat. So I appreciated finding these, finding these cases and got me thinking, you know, maybe I should, uh, maybe I should do something like that. I probably won't, but I should. I could. I could if I wanted to, but I probably won't. Uh, let's see. Anything else net the... Uh, at the flea, you know, honestly, nah. I don't think I ended up getting up on anything except for those, except for those tapes. I bought, I bought a, a few more tapes from another guy. Like these are, these are like home recorded tapes. That's what I'm mainly looking for. I'm not really so much in like movies on VHS. Uh, there are some that I want, some like VHS classics or whatever. But I'm mostly looking for like old home recorded TV, trying to find like weird TV 50 stuff and things like that. But uh, we we dipped out of there and headed over to the Sebastopol flea market, which was also also pretty small. We kind of motored through there really quick. Talked to a few people that we knew. We saw Alan. Saw our dude Alan and uh, and somebody else. I can't remember who else. We saw, oh, we saw the, the Brujo. There's this dude that we call the, the Brujo because we're, we were walking with my sister-in-law. And she sees this guy and she goes, oh, that guy right there? He's a witch. Like a real-life witch. He practices witchcraft. He's the a Brujo. And we see the... The we see brujo. the brujo all the time, and we saw him today, and I said, what's up, homie? And I got a what's up, homie back. Dude has, like, super long black hair, a big black beard, 
he dresses in all black, not like in robes or anything. He just like wears like black t-shirts, like black pants. The guy is very old, much, much, much older than me. It looks like three times as old as me. He might be 115 years old, but we... We see this guy all the time. We always give him a big bow wow. And we saw him. We saw Alan. Then we got some fruit. We got some fruit, uh, chopped up fruit. I love the chopped up fruit from the vendors there. I think that it's just like the best snack in the world. It has mango, watermelon, cucumber, and then some like pineapple. And sometimes we'll throw in like jicama or whatever. And they, they like pour this spicy stuff. And then they squirt lemon juice on it. It's so good. It's like, it's like the best snacks. They have some of the most ornate fruit displays I've ever seen for, uh, as far as serving cups. See, they sold, like, these, these, like, big plastic, uh, drink cups. Because they, they, they look like they do have a straw in them. I don't really know what these are, but they're all, like, they're all, like, these, uh, like, shards of fruit all put together and mixed with, like, pickled stuff. And they look delightful, but the line for the place is so long that we never, we never, not never go there. But we do, we do want to go there sometimes. But until we do, we just get, like, normal cut-up fruit. So we dipped out of there. And we headed to, uh, there's a new thrift store in the town over. It's like a honey hole for me presently. Brand new store owned by, uh, the guy we know as the Cowboy from the flea market. If you're, if you're a long-time listener, you've heard me talk about this guy, the Cowboy. He has that name because he wears a cowboy hat. But, um, he, he brings out, like, I think he cleans out houses. That's my guess on this. He, like, cleans out houses because he'll have, like, boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff that are just, like, people stuff just like random people stuff the weirdest stuff ever you've seen a lot of it's just like papers magazines all this stuff i love this guy i love looking through this dude stuff i found so many good things over 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 the years uh sealed fisher price little people i found a hello kitty tv this tv right here i got there he always says like uh crt tv is just like laying in piles so i i love this dude He's opened up a store next town over, and we went there to to look around. And again, it's a lot of cassette tapes, a lot of VHS tapes, a lot of papers, a lot of magazines. We're going through these like piles of magazines. I love old magazines, and I love old papers. I can't, I can't get enough. So we're digging through the through the papers, and I found first I found a double sided poster. It's like a magazine poster, one of those like four, you know, fourfold posters. And on one side, it's a picture of Phoebe Cates, the great Phoebe Cates. And then on the other side is the great Jennifer Connelly, my favorite of all time. So I got this double sided poster with them on it. And then I started finding these like, these cards, they're bigger than like trading cards. They're like two index cards on cardboard, like perforated, like you would tear them apart, like a magazine insert. I found Diane Lane, I found Jennifer Connelly. I found Phoebe Cates. These are all from some Japanese magazine. I, I forget the name of the magazine off the top of my head, but I got I got all this Jennifer Connelly, Phoebe Cates, ephemera. I got a book, a book from that movie that I just found the other week I was talking about. I thought this was really weird. This movie, Seven Minutes in Heaven, that I found the other week in VHS. This week, I found a Japanese photo book for the movie. Very, very weird. So I got all this stuff, and then I got some beta tapes. I thought they were VHS tapes. I didn't even look. I thought I got Creepshow on beta. I thought I got a big box Scarface on beta. On VHS, rather. But it turned out it was beta. So I, I got these two things, and then I... Then I, um... Anything else? Oh, I found a Chasing Amy movie poster. Not a movie poster, a video store poster. So we go to the counter, and this was... This was interesting. You never know what it's going to be like when you first buy something at a store. So she looks at all the paper stuff, and she goes, you can have that. And she swats it aside. Then she looks at the beta tapes, and she goes, five bucks each on those. Then she looks at the Chasing Amy poster, and she's like, 
30 bucks on that. So I look at those two things and I go, I don't want the poster, I'll pass on that, but I'll take all this stuff. I normally would not have paid this much for a video cassette. I think that's a massively overpriced at a at a thrift store, but the fact that she threw in all the posters and all the paper stuff for free made me go, well, I gotta get something. I can't just go, well, I'll just take this and walk out with, you know, for free. So I, I had to get these, these tapes. I guess I could have got one of them, but in fact got two. So I got all that stuff and I was very, very pleased with these posters. I'm gonna frame this uh, Phoebe Cates poster, the Jennifer Connelly poster and hang it up in the office. I have a spot on, on the, the closet door that has like a rotating poster. Right now it's like this black light poster with dragons on it that's really cool. This OG black light poster. And then I'm gonna switch it out with this Phoebe Cates poster when I get that in a in a Walmart frame. But what was interesting about it is like, she does not know what I value. That's what I know now. She does not know the things that I am interested in. The cashier is what I mean when I say she. The paper stuff to me was the valuable stuff. If she would have said 40 bucks, I would have to say yes, because it was very valuable to me, but she did not know this. She thought that I valued the videotape. She thought that the video store poster was the thing that I valued the most, when in reality, it was the thing that I valued the least. I wasn't willing to pay more than five bucks for it, which honestly is like the going poster rate for that. But now I know. Now I know in her head what she values. She overvalues these videotapes. She overvalues this poster. She undervalues the paper stuff. So I gotta, gotta just lock, I gotta just like lock that away in the vault. Lock it away in the vault, future knowledge. But, uh, you know, it was it was fun, man. I got all this stuff, and I'm so pleased with this stuff, and I love this store, and I will continue to go dig through there again and again and again. I'm here at one with nature, clearing my mind, clearing my thoughts, getting myself prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've forgotten what it's like to lose. This is World's Famous with your host, EC Robots. I have gotten back into nature. I've been conversing with the with the universe in the form of outdoors feeding the ducks. I was over at Howard Park the other day, like tossing um, wheat checks to ducks. I went to Dollar Tree and I got a box of a shredded wheat and I went there and I like broke it up, fed it to the ducks. There's some pretty swans. They're mostly geese. There's like standard mallards and stuff and like standard like Canadian geese, but it's cool because the geese that are there were goslings just like a while ago. We used to go down there and there were all these cute little baby geese running around. And now the baby geese are fully grown geese and they are very friendly. They still they still recognize you and they you can you can feed them out of your hands if you've been down there enough. They get used to you and it's very it's very fun to converge with nature in that form, the form of a duck feeder. So we were doing that and that was cool. Nice misty day out there, flea market day and everything. But uh I hope you guys are doing great. I hope you're doing well. We're toward the end of the show here. I I've been doing a, a new thing. It's a new thing called At The Movies over on a Patreon. You can find the Patreon at supportthereport.com. I've been doing that show every week. It started off with me just like, me just like talking about uh, the movie that I saw that week. It was movie reviews. It started with Dune and then I did another one and another one. And then I, I added a, a segment where I talk about uh, movies and stuff. Other thoughts on movies and stuff. And recently I've been like... I've been adding the uh, video store tales into that session. Video store tales, movie theater tales. It all, it's all the movies, man. The movies have been like, the movies have been my life for like the longest time. Theater employee, video store employee, now film fanatic. I don't know, dude. So I enjoyed the show at the movies over on supportthereport.com. It's, 
it's a hoot, man. I'm having a really good time. I would love it if you guys would check it out. Please consider giving us some Patreonage. My dude from uh, the logbook has become a recent patron. We definitely appreciate that. I appreciate, like, every patron out there. I don't even want to start listing names. Because if I start listing names and I don't list everyone, I'll feel bad for potentially hurting somebody's feelings. So everybody know I love you all equally. Absolutely equally, no matter the level of a... Uh, of your support, the level of your Patreonage, just go over there and check out At The Movies. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. At The Movies with Icy Robots. I'm taking over, I'm taking over where, uh, Ropert and, uh, Siskel left off. I'm the new guy. It's me. I'm hosting the show. It should be on PBS. I, uh, what did I see last week? I saw, uh, I'm not even gonna get into it. Go over to the Patreon and join up. With that, uh, hit up icyrobots.com. That's I-S-E-E robots on, um, on the internet, dude. I got a blog. I post toy pictures, things I've written, things I've done. That's always fun. This is the part of the show, basically, where it's like plugs. You got to listen to all that fun stuff. You got to hear about the food cubes. You got to see me out there doing this, doing that at the flea market. Now it's just like the plugs. Please consider joining up on Patreon. I'd appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Um... Until, uh, until we meet again, guys, uh, if you don't like the news, go there and make some of All right, um, and bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. Some people, some people, some people, some people, some people listen for history. Some people listen because they want a mystery. Some people listen, then say we're whack. But if they miss the show, they get the heart attack. Now look at you, you sit and and bite your lip. The whole world sees you as a hypocrite. Slick blow. That's right. Yeah, I see Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. What's a Merlot Broham? You guys don't know what a Merlot Broham is. I thought it was a breakfast cereal. Rounders, I'm sorry, we got it's a, a Cadillac. Everybody love everybody.